Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, Chris Barry Kapanen didn't lose the hockey game, and no, I'm not here to pick on him. Not today, not on any regular basis. I just don't know what they're going to do with him. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Pirates every day. Capitals 4, Penguins 3, and overtime, Dmitry Orlov with his second of the game in OT. Beautiful bar down shot over Tristan Jari's blocker. The Penguins dominated the game, dominated possession, really dominated with the power play and lost in OT. And the moment I pipe up with Kapanen's name... At the start of this episode, it probably sounds like I'm going to isolate on Kapanen for the overtime goal. I very, very rarely do that with anybody when it comes to three-on-three OT. And that's because coaches and even the players themselves will tell you it's so difficult to maintain structure and assignments with that much open ice and with both teams deploying their most mobile skaters. If you want to get technical, Sidney Crosby shouldn't have let Orlov come off the boards. If you want to rewind it to the loss of possession, you can point to Kapanen because he was the last one to touch the puck for the Pittsburgh side, and that's how these things tend to go now. They're more like extended possessions. Um, If you want to get into... Substitution, Kapanen had a chance to get off, decided not to, got stuck out there on a long shift. And hey, for that matter, if you want to get into what Kapanen was even doing out there in 3-on-3 OT, that's on Mike Sullivan. I thought, actually, I was certain that Evan Rodriguez would be the third winger to go out there. And it was instead Kapanen, who looked completely lost, and that's actually where I'm going here. It's not to blame him for the outcome. Again, the Penguins actually played pretty well. It was, as Sullivan told me after the game, the best they've played in a while. But Kapanen, nothing ever really seems to change for him. Yeah, he had a hat trick, 
and that accounted for one-third of his season's goal total. And occasionally, he'll score a goal that shows so much natural talent that it makes you go, well, oh, okay, there it is. That, that right there, that's what you need to unlock. That, you, you, unlock that. And he can't. He doesn't know the answer. He doesn't have the beginnings of an answer for what that is. I think Sullivan thinks that he does. You might recall way back in the preseason when I brought this subject up with the head coach, and he came back with a really blunt statement about how he was taking it on himself personally in his position to bring out the best from Kapanen. That's his self-challenge. That's the guy that he really wants to elevate, kind of the way he was widely and justly credited for doing with Phil Kessel a few years ago. Here's what Sullivan had to say on that subject after this game. And uh, and I thought Cappy uh, had an impact. He, he made, had an impact on the game. I thought his speed was noticeable. I thought he was going to the net. Uh, I thought he was involved in the grind game down low. And, and these are all aspects of the game that our coaching staff has tried to work hard with Cappy to try to help him develop those different aspects of his game. And so I, I think when he utilizes his speed and his shot, when he goes to the net uh, and gets inside the dots, he's a dangerous player. And, uh, and the way I look at it, and, and Cappy and I had this conversation yesterday, uh, he's an important player for us. He's a very good player. And it's my job to try to get the best out of him. And that's what we're trying to do. And so uh, he has the ability to play with Gino. He's very capable. And, uh, and our hope is, is, that, uh, is that those guys can, uh, can, can generate some offense for us moving forward, but, but more than that, uh, be a hard line to play against. And, uh, and when they do both of those things, they make us a better hockey team. Well, okay, again, that's admirable. But that's not an answer in and of itself. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Raw talents are mesmerizing in the world of professional sports. They drive coaches crazy. They drive evaluators crazy because everything that the evaluators are trained and conditioned to look for is already present, certainly in terms of the raw skill. And there isn't anything that Kapanen's missing from that arsenal. What is it that he can't do? He's the team's fastest skater. Faster even than Brian Rust. Faster even than Mike Matheson. He has maybe the team's hardest shot. And by that I'm talking about hockey shot. Not standing still at the skills competition like we'll see later this week in Las Vegas. Hockey shot. Flying down the wing. 
He can see the ice. He can pass. He can read plays defensively and has the advanced analytics to support that, including this season. What he can't do is find his way through the offensive zone. I don't believe that the situation is a whole lot more complicated than that. As soon as he sees something, anything that he doesn't like, he pulls up, he pirouettes, and really, if you get right down to it, he falls. He spends a lot of time prone for someone who can skate as brilliantly as he does. It doesn't make much sense. You know what else doesn't make sense? Watch when he gets set to shoot. This guy who's been capable of picking beer cans off crossbars since he was following NHL teams around when his dad, Sammy, was playing for them, between the Hurricanes and Flyers and others. He's had a release since he fell out of the womb. He's been able to shoot the puck better than his dad did, and his dad was pretty good. He can't get set for those shots. He can't get set to make plays in the offensive zone. He'll stumble. The puck will go off his stick. It looks at times like the yips, but then he he doesn't really have that personality either. He's exactly what it is that he looks like with that long flow and those funny outfits that you've seen him wearing in some interviews. He's that guy. Again, I get what's happening here. The Penguins would hate to waste an asset and watch this asset that they have every reason to believe can still blossom do so elsewhere when they're looking at a Stanley Cup run right now. And if Kapanen were to whip up another hat trick next Tuesday night in Boston when the team is back, I'm sure a lot of people, maybe myself included, will say, hey, not so fast. Maybe this guy. He is what he is at this age. I believe that. I really do. He's 25 years old. He's nobody's prospect anymore. He's had multiple opportunities with Toronto and now with Pittsburgh, and he just can't stick in a top six role. That's problematic. And add on to that the $3.25 million in cap hit and other needs that the Penguins will have really more going into the offseason than they do during this season. He feels eminently expendable. And if there's anyone that Ron Hextall should be moving or attempting to move at this deadline, it should be Kapanen. I can think of at least one guy in Vancouver who might be interested in him. When we come back, just one question. Welcome 
Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by Fubo TV. The monthly cost of cable is over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh. And right now, Fubo TV is offering our listeners of this show a seven-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK. FuboTV.com slash DK. And today's J1Q comes from Joe, who asks, shouldn't the Eastern Conference playoffs be crazy good this year? It's very possible that the Penguins or these Capitals will finish fourth in the Metro and have to cross over to play the Panthers or the Lightning in the first round. Of course, it could also set up a potential Penguins and Capitals Eastern Conference final part two. Yeah, Joe, that's one of the thoughts that I had throughout covering that game last night. I always hesitate to say that a regular season game has a, quote, playoff-like atmosphere, end quote. term gets thrown around a lot. It's almost always not the case, usually not even close. But this one, I'd say by the time you got through two full periods and enough weirdness had already occurred, enough back and forth, uh, the exchanging of the power plays, the close and controversial no-goal call, and all that other stuff. There were just a lot of playoffs to that atmosphere, and it was, it was, it was fun. It was fun, and I'm thinking to myself in watching these teams that they remain frighteningly evenly matched. You look at Washington's depth, uh, both up front and on the blue line. You look at what now appears to be some settling in goal. Ilya Samsonov hadn't been great for the Caps this season. 903 save percentage isn't great. (laughs) He was beyond great last night. Vitek Vanacek, who I'm still not sold on, he's been kind of okay. He's been better than Samsonov. Obviously didn't get a chance to see much of him leaving after five minutes following that collision with Kapanen. But overall, man, they've got some guys. You know, I don't believe they're what they were in 2018, but they've got players. Now we're about to see the Bruins. Another team that's right up there. And candidly, you know, since we've hit the all-star break here now officially, and the Penguins went into that break with four consecutive losses, I think it's fair to point out that a lot of these games have been these stinker nothings against nobodies. And that's been happening for a while. You know, flying out west, teams out of the division, Canadian teams, etc. You saw last night, the moment the Penguins lay their eyes on the Capitals and vice versa, the script flips, man. The Capitals had a lousy January. I don't know if you followed that at all. They were 4-6-2. and two. That's one reason the Penguins overtook them in the standings. The other was, of course, it was the Penguins were dynamite until the past few days. 
But as soon as they saw each other, you know, per all the narratives, everything else went out the window. And they both became, I wouldn't say the Capitals were at their very best. They did some undisciplined things, and they normally wouldn't have the Penguins out shooting them by a two-to-one margin, as happened for almost the entirety of this one. But they were pretty good. They were certainly good enough to win. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun playoff. And if you look at the Metro standings, it's pretty easy to see that the Penguins and the Capitals will both be partaking in that playoff. And this, the home team, happens to be a really good one. Don't, don't let these last four games change how you think about the first half of this season. That wouldn't make any sense. Listening to these people after each of these recent games, including a couple of the last wins that they had before this four-game losing streak, they can't make it any clearer without spelling it out and signing whiny that they're tired. They're tired. I don't care who thinks that's an excuse. I have nothing to gain from making excuses for the Penguins. It's reality. They're tired. Look at the number of games they just played. Look at the time span in which they played them. They just played 14 games in 26 days, spanning three time zones. There is no conceivable way that there'd be no impact on a group of athletes playing this particular sport. It just wouldn't be normal. And they ran out of steam there at the end, and they still found enough, dug up enough, to be as competitive as they were last night. Don't worry about the hockey team. I'm with you, my man. Look ahead to the playoffs. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We will do another one tomorrow. We don't take all stars.